There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. You're listening to Latinos Out Loud on Revolver Podcast. All right, you guys. Yeah. How long has your longest dry spell been? Wow. I'll tell you right off the bat for me. Okay. 16 weeks. Damn. Three days, nine hours, 22 seconds. That you know when you count in the weeks uh, instead yeah. of the months that it's... it's Approximately four months, and I'll tell you why. Because the last two months of my pregnancy were terrible with that root canal drama I had and the virus that Jamie gave me. Uh, And then you can't have sex six weeks after having a C-section or giving birth. And the last two weeks, I just, I'm scared of getting pregnant. Okay. I think I'm going to be a born-again virgin. Uh, I'm yeah, scared. I think that's possible. <laughs> All uh, right. Mine uh, was a year. I, I don't know how, but I sort of dislocated my penis, and I was afraid <laughs> no, of having sex again. So I had like a year what? of no sex. What? Oh, man. Does, um... Like all of high school count, cause <laughs> late bloomer, y'all. Bendito. Some over the close stuff, but yeah, no, never sealed the deal. <laughs> and 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 the answer of the moment, Frank, let us know your longest streak. My longest streak, to be honest, was after my last breakup. I lasted maybe about, I would say, two weeks. The vecina. Two weeks. The vecina came to my mom's house, and I had to hit it, man. Ay, dios mío, Frank. The Latinos Out Loud podcast. I have to say, I love your ping pooms. Why have to? Frank's got the guns. Jamie just has the hums, and I got the ping pong. What is a ping pong? Ping pong. When the elevator is, you know, like when you have to open up. Stand clear the closing. Oh, that yeah. Doors. That's it. Speaking of which, speaking of which, I know this is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. This yes. is season four, episode six. But speaking of ping pong and the closing of the subway doors, um, my son knows the MTA 
better than me. Word. And I've been writing it for uh, 43 years. I haven't been on this earth for that long, Mike. You come back from L.A. such a douchebag. Like, you're more douchey than you usually are. That has are. to do with awards. That has nothing to do with L.A., all right? Hollywood Juan. Do you guys want to hear an example of what I'm talking about with my kid? Of yes, course. Please. Okay, Tibby. And the hammer found cute and The next up is a doy bullhead. They say slow little Boom, boom. I gotta say, his boom, boom is better than your ping, boom. What sandwich was he eating? What did he say? Next up is a ham and bologna sandwich. It's Astoria Boulevard. The sad, thing, the sad thing is that, like, I understand him more than the actual train announcement. <laughs> I hear this all day. It's all day long. I ask him where the F train goes. He's like, F train goes to Queens. Stand wow. clear of the closing doors, please. Thank you, Candyland. He's such a New York kid. It's really interesting. Okay. Hi, guys. Like I said, it's Latinos Out Loud, and I'm Rachel La Loca. Hi. I'm uh, an award-winning actor. Hey. Uh, Here we go. Hello. Hello. Frank, Frank Nibs. j Bless you. Thank you. Well, guys, together at last. I know. Together forever. Wow. I hadn't seen Frank in like forever. And then last week I I wasn't here. Yeah, I missed the vibe. How was your date at Subway's? Uh, (laughs) Happy anniversary. We ate fresh. (laughs) Actually, I got to give a shout out to the um, the, the, the co host last week because he made a Falco or the Lug Dragon reference. And I'm uh, as a never ending story fan, I got to give him props. Awesome. Gabe Gonzalez. I'm uh, I'm giving you props for that reference. (laughs) Are you pulling a Frank and you probably listened to the episode as soon as it came as soon as it came out and then judged it? Yeah. No, I, I I gradually listen to it. You usually send the Puchicha bike. I usually gradually listen to the podcast over like two days. You know, I start it off and then I finish it another day. Oh, interesting. You usually sent the, the Puchicha bites about maybe an hour before the show, but today, this episode, <laughs> you did it like two days prior. Ready to and go. And ready to go, bro. <laughs> Well, I was helping you out. For, yeah. Mike's on his, like, you know, jet lag tweet uh, uh, text. <laughs> yo, I'm, I'm going to feel real messed up tomorrow, yo. Douche. I'm coming off the plane all fucked up. So y'all got to be on point. Yeah, he's like, Boca, you have to lead the prep meeting because my brain is going to be mush. And yo, now, I, now I talk like this Teamwork, like guys, teamwork. Yo, weren't you, like, in Phoenix this morning <coughs> and then you're here all of a sudden? That's right, the miracle of a plane. Where in the world is Juan Bago? Bago. Bago. <laughs> Ah, didn't work. <laughs> Need more syllables. Uh, really? Thanks, Dibby. Really? Look, but uh, I got to keep it real. I, I suffered a little bit of FOMO because it's the first time ever. Um, you know, I'm a founder of Room 28, and this is the first time ever that I missed the show and, and, and saw the feedback. Oh, man. I gotta it was tell amazing. Got to tell you, it, Founding Father, you missed the best you one yet. It. Yeah. Yeah, I heard. Uh, the director told me. He gave me... Uh, he told me everything. So that's Jerry Diaz. Jerry Diaz is like, cousin. yo, this is like, yo, for real. Here we go. I'm still emotional. This is like crazy <laughs> right now. Uh, like, I, I'm speechless, but I'm not because I'm still continuing to talk about yeah, I'm it. Still in costumes. I'm still I haven't I haven't changed out of my clothes yet that I wore. I'm show. gonna like this inspired me to write a book about the actual <laughs> show this weekend. Yo, this show was honestly, this was the best show I've seen. Wow. Out of all Thank of, you, Frank. I swear to God, I think so. Okay, we have our opinions, but I, if I, if I may, yeah. I'd mm. love to hear from the newcomers who'd never experienced a Room 28 show. So, Tibby and Rocio, 
It was your first time seeing a Room 28 show. We talk about Room 28 a lot here on the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Please indulge us. Share with us your experience. So I was backstage for most of it. And then the second part of the show, I saw the show. Oh, good. So for me, I basically had duties of buying everything. Thank so, you so much for being backstage. Yeah, Tell definitely. us about that. Like, what did you feel? What did you see? So thank you for the opportunity. For me, You're I saw welcome. a lot. I saw, like, working, seeing how you guys got into character, the conversations you had, the environment you guys created for each other. And then I also got to experience, like, buying the items (laughs) and being that sketchy person that bought whipped cream and being questioned (laughs) about the purpose of buying the whipped cream. Like, where you going, girl? Saturday (laughs) night with a can of whipped cream and nothing else. And then I said I was going to a show, and then the look was even weirder. Oh, damn. What show? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I saw a lap dance. Right. Mm. One of the sketches, I was the recipient of that lap dance. Uh, I was in character. I did not enjoy it at all. (laughs) I was focused on being professional, and I did not put baby oil on Kelvin for my own satisfaction. For the art. Yeah. Rachel, you look at G, though. You look like a pimp. It was awesome. You killed it. You killed it. I knew you were going to. I told you. When I saw you, I said, oh, man, you're going to kill it. I knew it. You want to give some backstory to what you were, your character was? Well, you you wrote the sketch, right? You and Anthony Anthony co-wrote. Yeah, and um, Anthony Palmini. Uh, Yeah, it was uh, an older woman gets wins the lotto, and um, her she asks her grandkids to to come and um, see what they're what they're gonna be get in the will. And basically, uh, she comes out with two manservants, played by me and Jerry. Shirtless, you and Jerry. Sh- yeah, a vest and <laughs> <laughs> a vest and no shirt and a bow tie. Which but- is trending now, Marco Sotomayor. <laughs> but for me, I saw the footage. It looked like you were wearing a white T-shirt under the vest. Oh, so- damn. That was his skin, Vago. Oh, he came back such a douche, this guy. Oh, Seriously. Horrible. Just such a meanie. So yeah, there was some. Uh, it, we looked like some Chippendales, like Chippendales dancers that got thrown out, like you know, that the first day, of, first day of work. You mean uh, Chippendales? Chippendales. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about the water transfer that happened among you guys? Oh like, right, oh, that was amazing. She was drank it. my mouth water. <laughs> Yeah, basically in this sketch, I hire these servants and like whipped cream is put on Jerry's chest that I then lick off because I like my cream at room temperature. And uh, Jamie was my other servant who put water in his mouth and then dripped it into mine. Yeah. And uh, because, Water fountain style. Because I like my water. I like my water room temperature. <laughs> Did you guys knew, know that you were going to do this or did this happen? We, yeah, we knew, but we, had, we obviously didn't do it in rehearsal. So right. this was like the first time I was doing it. Full, full throttle, and right. it was kind of like it was funny because I have to confess. Yeah. I have yeah. to conf- can I make a confession? Yeah. The second, okay, so the first show we did it, but because you know you couldn't mess up my makeup and like you know OD and mess up my costume, right. we kind of held back a little. Forget about it. That second show, it was that nine thirty show, it was balls <laughs> on the table. It <laughs> was. Full on whipped cream and full on mouth water. I peed a little. I was laughing. Oh, wow. I was laughing so hard when you put the water in my mouth that I, I little spritz. I put the water in her mouth. Came out. She licked. I couldn't hold it. She licked the whipped cream off Jerry's right on his, his stomach, his navel. I didn't even see all this because I was my character. I was just basically like looking straight ahead, but I knew like all the whipped cream stuff that was happening, but I didn't actually see it. So I just and then heard Jerry, that being a dick, just was like, "Well, I might as well not let this whipped cream go to waste," and he just let the whole. What was remaining in the can, let it loose on my face. I cannot see it. <laughs> and the rest of the night, he was like, yeah, I smell like whipped cream, yo. Yeah. And Tibby? 
the reaction of the crowd was insane. Yeah. Insane. It takes a lot for me to cringe. <laughs> and then Jamie mama bird the the water. <laughs> I, I had to look away. I had to look away. It was insane. And then of course Rachel got diabetes off the off of the whipped cream. I did. I'm now on metformin. Fantastic. Type <laughs> 2 diabetes. Because, because it was one thing that it was it was the nipples. Sure. It's it's the usual thing that some people do, you know. Then he did the the whole trail on his on his on his on his belly. That that was that was a lot. That a little a lot. adult humor. Is is good for you the guys soul. You guys, uh, Instagram Live. You guys didn't get flagged. That video didn't get flagged. Jamie, oh, no. Jamie, you probably got flagged. You got you got butt naked over. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, this yeah. was for like a weird. Sketches. Yeah, no, you went in, man. I'm start calling you Marco. It was no, because look, the first sketch was the first sketch. It was the the concept was I take my girlfriend out for our anniversary. It just our anniversary falls on the same night as the purge. Right. Halloween kind of theme. And so basically the whole sketch, I'm getting my ass, like I'm getting robbed, stabbed, <laughs> you know, and it's legal, right? It's legal. legal. It's legal on purge night. Right, right. Jerry did a good uh, job of stabbing you the whole night. He, he stabbed him like three times. Did like it times. look real? <laughs> you guys played that off really well. Exactly, yeah. And then, it's um, like as if you got stabbed before. Like, where'd you draw your experience? Like, where did you draw from experience? Or like, um, Have you gotten stabbed before? Cause I've, you just... I've sat on like sharp objects before, so gotcha. maybe. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Okay. No, wait, no, no, no. Pause. <laughs> um, well, then. Hello. Hello. But back to the story. Uh, I They stripped me down uh, at the end, like four four dudes. Okay, now this is getting... Uh, <laughs> what, 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 In the sketch. Is this the same sketch or what happened Many this weekend? <laughs> they... And I told them, I'm like, yo, I'm going to keep my tank top on. But, you could, you know, I'm taking... I'll be in my underwear and my tank top. But both times they took off... Like the tank top, so I was like shirtless without underwear. Yeah, wow. I felt very vo- vo- Do you vulnerable. wear those underwear, uh, or were you wearing those just for the sketch? No, they were boxer briefs. Okay. I wore boxer briefs. Yeah. I should have worn like funny, funny like grandpa underwear. That right. would have been funnier, but I, I didn't find any. Those are the moments that I I truly love about what we do. Is like we fuck with each other on stage big time. Like we'll do improv stuff that we'd never done in rehearsal. Empty a whole can of whipped cream on my face, which was not in the script. Like. Those are the things that we I, I just love so much about us because we know each other so well. We're comfortable with each other. Rocio, you probably experienced that backstage when you saw us praying together. Like, it's a real family affair. It was a giggle from the beginning to end. From the beginning, you guys were like, we're going to do the show, to the end of the show, to the commitment. It was energy from the beginning of the show. The first two shows were great. The ending, even you guys' momentum afterwards, talking to every single person, making sure everyone in that last show felt like you guys reached out to was very nice as well. And, and then even in the after party when after Rachel party. got up got up on the bar and just started. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I let everybody spit in my mouth at <laughs> yeah. the after oh, party. Oh, Everyone in the bar. Which is why That's I have bronchitis disgusting. now. Everyone in the bar spit in her mouth. It was hilarious. Like yeah. Damn, I didn't yeah. see it. I, left. I took everybody's backwash. Holy shit, you were an girl. Okay. So Frank, what about you? You saw the show? You enjoyed <laughs> of yourself? Of course. I was all the way in the top. And the chick I, that I was with, she loved you guys. Oh, she was the first time she ever seen. Did you get some that night because of us? No, no. Thank you. You're welcome. Listen. She loved you guys, honestly. A lot of babies have been made after coming to a Room 28 show. Really? Because comedy. Comedy gets you going, and then you take them home, and it's like... Mm. Well, now, look, all this talk about Room 28, and I'm looking at Mike, and the FOMO is, like, really... Oh, Mike. It's really getting to him, so I think we we should get to kind of... Yeah, yeah. Mike... (laughs) 
<laughs> well, listen, there are some snippets of the show on Room 28's uh, Instagram page on the profile. So if you want to check out some snippets, go to Room 28 Comedy on Instagram. And you can see for yourself for the FOMO, the fun that you missed out on. So can I? Um, Are you okay? Can I talk now? Oh yeah, my, you're on this so podcast I, too. Hi, I forgot. Yeah. So Mike, what does Room Twenty Eight mean to you? Well, no, I actually. The funny, the funny, <laughs> the funny thing was that um, when I was in LA, I was trying to like I was I watched the clips. I was watching the live, but I couldn't have it, the volume on. Because uh, I had a roommate where I was staying at, so I couldn't. But I could just tell with all the craziness that it was probably one of the best shows. Um, been one of the, you know. Wait, 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 wait. You in L.A.? What's that about? What were you doing in L.A.? What were you doing well, in L.A.? Quickly, quickly. Uh, I went to Hispanicize. Okay, great. Uh, Did you have a good time? So <laughs> yeah. then. Boom. Then I went to Coachella for the Coachella. for the film festival. And um, shout out to Danny Hastings on the official Short man. Latino Film Festival. Uh, and um, I, I won. I, oh. I, I dethroned yay! Jamie. We were just before the intro, girl. but yay! Um, it was special. It was very emotional. I've worked 20 years of my career for that moment, and I'm just really happy to happen. And, and, and I met Machete. Um, and uh, Danny Trejo, yeah, Danny Trejo, yeah, Danny Trejo was there. Um, and I got to witness um, the transition of Marco Sotomayor's new fashion line. <laughs> um, he, the last day when it was the award ceremony, he was wearing overalls with no shirt on and a bow tie. He told me he's gonna call it Nipple by Marcos. <laughs> That's the new line. <laughs> no, but <laughs> so no, no. Overall, uh, I'm very grateful. I, I I was very motivated to win this year after Jamie beat me, um, and I had a hold. So now it's tied. Yeah, it's tied now. So, Gotta make a really good short really film good. this year. But uh, yeah, um, I had a great time. Awesome! Congratulations. Yeah. Thank to you, you so much, Rachel. Well deserved. Did they spell your name right on your award? Yes, they did. And now you were a part of a Room 28 show last Wednesday. Listen, Hispanic Heritage Month is great, but yo, we be getting bookings, okay? Thank you to everyone who's reached out to LOL, to Room 28, um, to book us to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. (laughs) Jamie's making it rain fake money right now. Um, We perform our hearts out at all (laughs) these shows. So let's talk about Wednesday's show at NBC. Mike, you were a part of it, right? It was a great show. So you guys hosted. Um, we hosted. You, you, set, you like started the party off right because people were like energized when we got on stage. Thank you for the feedback. Um, Excellent. I wasn't Excellent. listening, but I was back, but I just... Uh, yeah. Just well, <laughs> I, uh, I, w- I didn't feel as much FOMO because I was a part of the show on Wednesday. So that kind of like... Um, that balanced it out. You started it out with the the LOL chemistry that you guys have. Yes. yes. And that was a All good... improv. That was Rachel's, a good omen yeah. for the yeah, rest of the show. Yeah, Rachel did, did her stand-up bit. That she didn't tell me she was going to do, but I it did? came off really well. It was well, look, I was doing stand up bits all over these oh extra shows. Yeah. Just, that's how you perform. How do you do stand up in uh, the Room 28 show at the beginning in the first one, right? I At the end at of the every end. Room 28. I don't call it stand up. To me, it's not stand up. It's just, I don't know, storytelling, a conversation. I guess it is stand up now that I'm talking wow. about it out loud. Um, so, Wednesdays was great. Shout out to NBC for hiring us to not only perform, but curate the show. Wow. We were able to bring our friends, Glory Mora, Julio Diaz. They performed stand-up. Room 28 did four sketches. And we did a pop-up podcast with Melina Bobadilla of the Tamarindo Podcast. Yeah. So, podcast to podcast, love in effect. Wow. Absolutely. Woo! Yes. Yeah. And on that note, 
Uh, after a one one week absence, uh, Jamie, you're back with the Bochicha bites. I've been waiting all day. Aye. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Bochicha bites. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. What up? What up? What up? Jamie! Yo yo yo! yo. Welcome back, brother. Yeah, welcome back, bro. You got a lot of pressure now. Mike I filled in real well, Mike bro. Filled got in. a lot of great feedback, man. Yeah. I told him, nah, I'm loyal. He's going to do it next week. No, it was good. Thank Definitely. you. Thank you, brother. The, you inspired me, man. And I like, yeah, that you brought everyone into the, the topics. It's um, not all about you, you know what I mean? <laughs> right? it's, a, it's a podcast of four members, you know what I mean? All right. Well, you know, I, I've listened and let's see. You know, maybe I can uh, add some 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 of that some of the, your stuff that you had did last week. Maybe I can add it to mine. We'll see. Great. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, for real, cricket or ticket? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that cricket. Now, come on, dude. That cricket was ill placed. You know, misplaced. I didn't even do a joke there. I'm like talking. Ooh, Tibby. It was <laughs> first bochinche bite. Uh, Ariana Grande. Yes. Because it's her Hispanic Heritage Month. I got to oh. pronounce it. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, wait a minute. Ariana Grande and Pete <laughs> Davidson, uh, they broke up. No, oh, stop. No. After five nah. months of, of dating and then but they uh, got tattoos. becoming engaged. And songs on the album. Dang. I thought they'd be together forever. Me too, man. I don't know about y'all. Uh, um, but yeah. That's so sad. And so some, some stuff about this. Ariana returned the 100 thousand dollar ring what? he got her that she no, bought herself a- <laughs> <laughs> come on Pete it, it, Davidson. it was on her mx how's come that on, count Pete Davidson. you ain't got she loaned come him on. the money yeah he was gonna pay her back he was gonna venmo her All- give him the money just you know and just pay me back i mean i'm like snl paying like that damn no wonder keenan thompson hasn't left in 15 years oh, um, oh wow that's that not a diss he has, he's been there a long time um but yeah, look, if you're Pete in that scenario and you did pay for that ring, that's literally that's like one of the first things you ask. It's like, oh, so you don't want to see me anymore? Okay, so this is over? All right. So what about that what about that ring though? <laughs> you get your bag, right? Um Ari- Ariana also kept their their pet pig. They had, a, right. they, they had a pet together. pig called Piggy Smalls. <laughs> wow. Which is not, it's just real, not a bad, that sounds like a joke that I would make. That would, that would be yeah, that, that was a Jamie, yeah. but it's a fact. Uh, so, so yeah, this is what uh, like millennials kind of like, this is what they give up in like, well, it's not a divorce, but basically like, you know, you get the pig, okay? Right. <laughs> you get, you get the penil. You get the, <laughs> whoa, Frank. Wow. Uh, but look, wow. my, I have advi- my advice to Pete. I think the best way to get over a breakup with an international pop star is to get with another international pop star. Hey. Oh, okay. Someone more emotionally stable, like uh, Demi Lovato. No, not Wait, that. She's bad not... example, bad example. Okay, how about Selena Gomez? No, no, no. No, she's no. also. Ah, uh, damn. Is Britney Spears? Is Britney Spears? Is she normal now? Is she good now? I still wouldn't fuck with her, no. I don't know. I'm just, just, you know what? Just hook up with a regular girl then. I yeah. think we're done with pop stars for you, Pete. Uh, he seems like a regular guy. So just he had his moment with you know what I'm saying. Um, but now on to a, a more happy couple. <laughs> Prince Harry 
and Meghan Markle are expecting their first child together. No, nice. Yes. Nice. They Congratulations. Don't Frank, really? You're invested like that? They don't call her the Duchess of Sussex for nothing. Jamie! Sussex. I was workshopping that bad joke yesterday, oh. and Rachel was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> you did it anyway. I mean, look, I think you, you can tell this couple like gets down. Like, I, they probably have done it in every room of the castle. Damn. I can see that. But I hope for the baby's sake, though, the baby's sake, that the kid doesn't inherit the hair from the father's side of the family. Oh, shit. No, because all those princes lose, start losing their hair early. Oh, okay. Did Bellino you come from Hollywood? Because you're, you're mean, bro. No, I'm just saying. You, Prince William, he has a weird, his hair is all oh, gone. Oh, yo, his, he got a Oh, but what about head. Prince Albert? Prince Forget Albert got some it's crazy hair. hair. What? You would think they would have like a royal hair club for men somewhere. Yeah. Your hair club, sir. His shit go way back with the red and black lumberjack <laughs> and the hats match. match. Um, Rachel, uh, yeah. uh, do you have any advice for Megan? Yeah. Um, all I could say is, okay, you know, there's a lot, I read this um, in People magazine that there are a lot of do's and don'ts once you become a member of the royal family. Oh, so what? she's a duchess. Yeah, like for example, they're not allowed to cross their legs. Like a woman, you know how they put one leg over like that? You're not allowed to do well, that. Evidently, she didn't cross her legs because so she's pregnant. Oh, yeah. hello, hello. Um, that, that deserved the crickets, to be Yeah. <laughs> but she, instead, they have to sit like this. Like, they put their ankles. They cross their ankles. Oh, their ankles. And all I got to tell you, Megan, is don't listen to nobody, okay? When you're swollen and got them cankles going, you sit however you feel comfortable, mama. Woo! Mm. All right? All right. Yeah. Don't listen to no antiquated rules. Yeah. That the queen had, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that they she might be listening to do. the podcast. But that's what right. I like about Megan because she and she's they always say like in the news, it's like Megan did something that royals yeah. usually don't. Like, oh, Megan Markle's, you know, farts during dinner. <laughs> that is that is frowned upon in the royal family, and she's just like, fuck it. She's like, I'm, I'm gonna black, be and we fought at the table. <laughs> Okay, queen. <laughs> this queen, queen is gonna queef. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. All right, look. That's my advice. The last. That's great advice. The last bochinche by actually. Uh, I'm gonna get help. This is something that Mike did last week. Mm. Um, mm. We're gonna have a you know a bochinche by. Um, uh, what's the word? Correspondent? Correspondent. 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 There you go. I was gonna say analyst. Bochincha by correspondent, and it's Eddie V. Hey. Eddie V. No relation to Cardi B. He got the final bite of the week. What's what's going on, Eddie B? Eddie V. All right. So the state of New Jersey, our neighbors, is about to legalize marijuana. Dirty jerk. Wow. About to get dirtier. <laughs> if our listeners just can just see your smile, it's like from. <laughs> Did you just come back from Jersey? Uh, like, you look mom, like you just came uh, back. mom, I'm not smiling. Mom, I'm I'm very upset about this. Mom, just disregard what Mike just said. So hold up, I got I got to pay like a fifty dollar toll to get drugs. This is why this is why we have Eddie as a correspondent. Yes, continue with the corresponding of uh, an expertise of yours. Yes, no, go ahead. yeah, uh, the governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy, him and uh, Jersey lawmakers are looking to pass a legislation that'll legalize recreational marijuana on October 29th. Wow. It's only oh, a that's... couple weeks away. I knew Cory Book smoked. I knew he was getting. <laughs> I, come on. Yo, wait. Look at his face. Univision has a studio in Jersey. Oh. So. Oh, we should... need yeah. Hello. We are out of here. We are, we're heading to Teaneck. Forget about it. <laughs> only. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that's where their office is at. Awesome. I went there. Yeah, they they awesome. Awesome. yeah. Okay. The yeah. only thing potentially blocking this is that there is a hefty sales tax that lawmakers want to implement. Come so it'll on. make like your twenty-five dollar eighth like thirty-two sixty-eight. Oh come Man. on, really? Yeah. Still. So, uh, well, maybe they can open up shop at Jersey Gardens, the outlet mall, and you can get like a weed outlet store. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, outlets are out of season, so I don't. I don't really know. No outlets are year round, bro. Like Kush. Is it gonna be a Kush outlet? Yeah, right next to the Banana Republic. <laughs> Perfect. And the Forever 21 outlet. There'll be a weed buy, outlet. Buy weed in wholesale. No, I, I would you. buy. I I'll buy weed. That's I got like. You. I mean, I don't got you. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Drugs. Um, mm-hmm. But the goal is actually to have it done by the latest Halloween, which is perfect because Jersey parents can like go trick or treating with the kids early and then go trick or weeding by themselves. Oh, trick or weeding. Eddie. Eddie, did Jamie Listen, write that I'm joke a, for you? I'm doing bochinche by so it wouldn't be right if I didn't have a No, I feel you. It's a lot of pressure, it's right? It's fine. It's fine. You're a correspondent. You got to continue the brand yeah, I gotta, I gotta, and have a Jamie joke. I got to follow up. <laughs> Trick or weeding. Yeah. Governor, yeah. Governor Murphy said that with all the give and take with him and the lawmakers, now is the right time to do it. So if you ever thought you might, you know, marijuana move to New Jersey, now's the time. Wow. We need one more, Eddie. <laughs> one more? Uh, one more. I, I, I don't have another it's the one. the rule of three. <laughs> okay. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it's I don't okay. know. I feel high after this story. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we are. That'll do it. Thank you, everybody. That's the bite. Thank you, Eddie. And now it's time for fake news. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiracy News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Hey, Frank. Frank. Uh, how you guys doing? Good, Frank. Excellent. Well, I got a great story for you guys. I what, thought it was news. Frank? Well, it's news. And being that the uh, the elections, our elections, our U.S. elections are coming up November 6th. And coincidentally, we have two beautiful flags here today of the U.S. flag and the British flag. Hello. Oh, is that what it was? Hello. Yeah, and it goes uh, perfectly. That was Bermuda. Yeah, it's, uh, it's our flag and the, the British flag. And it's it goes perfectly with my fake news. I don't know if this is a Frank Spiracy or whatever, but it's perfect. Well, I ran into a very... Very interesting um, uh, story online about a young lady by the name of Bridge Ann Diviandan. She's 12 years old. She's a seventh grader. She went into every president's uh, genealogy, and she went right down the line, and she found out that every U.S. president to date goes back to a British king by the name of John Lacklin. Okay? Oh, he's one of my favorite British kings. Yes. And they're all, so basically, you have a list. (laughs) Listen, guys, every U.S. president is related to this king, okay, except one, our eighth president, all right? All right? Listen, this is serious. I'm focused. Okay? Because basically, that means that every president that we've had is related to each other. What? Incestuous. Yeah. What? Yeah. This project took her over Three months. It took her whole the whole summer, and her parents assisted it on her. She went over five hundred thousand names. Her and her parents, okay. And it took her whole summer vacation to do this. And there is a whole like a mini documentary on YouTube on this. All right, mm-hmm. all right. She also found out that th- thirty three of our U.S. presidents are related in p- close proximity to an emperor called Charlemagne 
the, the God. Charles the Great of oh. England, okay? <laughs> Another interesting fact. Trump and Hillary Clinton are cousins from an affair of a royal monarch that happened in the 1300s. What? Wow. What? That's just like the other day, right? Right. Okay. No wonder he wanted to see those emails. Yep. Interesting <laughs> fact. George Bush Jr. is within three or five, you know, cousins. And I'm going to name all these names. He's related to all these other presidents in close proximity. Dick Cheney. Barack Obama, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Richard Nixon, Ulysses Grant, Grover Cleveland, Teddy Roosevelt, William Taft, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Gerald Ford, and Lyndon Johnson. Dick Cheney, when was he president? I'm just just trying to... He was never president, but okay. he was the vice president, and they're related. What is, why, that's, so he hired his cousin. Another thing, George Bush is related to every European monarch. Wow. There's been from either his father or his mother's side. Lo primo se presidente. Lo primo se prime. Interesting fact. George Bush and John Kerry went against each other, right? Jim Carrey? What? Sorry. Stop John it. Carrey. What movie was this? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I hope he, like, ran as Fire Marshal Bill. And they're like my like favorite character. They ran against each other, and they're, like, fifth cousins, by the way. Uh, All right? So, so they saw each other. That's so gross. In Thanksgiving. Okay. Another, another tidbit. Marilyn Monroe, Brad Pitt, Princess Diana, Mark Twain, Mark Twain, and Hugh Hefner are also related to George Bush. Wow. Wow. Yes. How wow. is that possible? How? Good, good question. Now, that's a question you should ask yourself <laughs> if this is really a democracy. Is this uh, like a blue bloodline thing that these guys all get elected because they're in within the same I family? Like, I feel like Rachel's related to George Bush. Clinton and I've all always that. wanted to do one of those ancestry things. I've never done it. I should. You, you should. should. Maybe you're related to one. So, like you Elizabeth could. Warren? You want to be like Elizabeth Warren? Who do you think I'd be related to, if anybody? Barbara Bush. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Rest in peace. Didn't she die? Oh, I she's alive. My bad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, Sorry, Nancy Barbara. Reagan died. Nancy Reagan died. Lu- Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball. Oh, that's a good one. And you probably would be because, you know, her husband was Latino, so. Cuban. So, guys, I don't know if any of us ever want to become president. I don't know. Maybe it's not in the cards for us. We have to to be. I think that ship has sailed. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm gonna. I talked to my uh, my life coach, and he thinks that I could actually run for president (laughs) if I start now. You would look great in the White House, Jamie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> With liberty and comedy for all. Mm, oh, it's that. Mm. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I all wish right. everyone well on November 6th. Uh, Yo, go out there and vote. This was just a long vote. This was a long thing to tell yeah, you to vote. Just vote. Vote. Yeah. vote. yeah, vote for sure. Just vote on that blue bloodline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, make sure you're voting for somebody that is connected to British bloodline. Connected to British bloodlines. Because, I, I mean, who else do you want to like run the country? There you go. The parent well, company. Thank you so much, Frank. You're welcome, Thanks, guys. Frank. Always. All right, you guys. This is the part of the show where we interview someone amazing. He is a friend to the room. You know him because he's on like 7,000 different podcasts. <laughs> 7,001. Oh, right. 7,001. Just announced a new one today. Perfect. He literally is on multiple podcasts. Um, he's the founder of Latino Rebels. He's the host of In the Thick with former guest of Latinos Out Loud, Maria Hinojosa. Please welcome Julio Varela. Hey, what's up, guys? Did you like that? How did I did, but the one thing, you know, can I tell you right yeah. off the bat? 
Yeah. Like, I don't go by Julio Varela. What do you go by? I go by Julio Ricardo Varela. Ay, oh. santísimo. Oh. Like, uh, do you know why? Let's do it over again. Why? Do you want to know why? Yeah. Because my dad, my dad goes by Julio Varela, and then, oh, so and I'm junior. like, I'm not a junior. Wait, so Jamie, he's the one that played baseball with the Mets? No, when I when I initially Googled him, yeah, the first thing that came up was like a guy, an old baseball card, Julio Valera, and it was a guy with a Mets uniform. But, the, but I never, I, I'm a Mets fan. Valera's not even my name, so it, it's like it's like dyslexic. Last yeah, night. That's not did good. you guys even do any homework about me? I did. So guess what? The it's interviews like, me and you. You're calling me Valera. You're calling me Julio Varela. It's like it's. Do you not listen I, to the podcast? And she goes, Julio. She goes, she goes. I'm Mariana Hosa, and then I have to go, and I'm Julio Ricardo Varela because whenever Mariana Hosa that likes. That really fast. I almost missed the Ricardo. <laughs> yeah, that's what it Maybe is. Maybe if you right. wrote it down, I think okay. the, you would hear it. Right. I think the middle name is silent, and that's why we don't ever. <laughs> I missed it. The H. There's an H. There's an H in my middle name. You do talk fast. Are you a native Spanish speaker? Yeah, I was born in Atorrey, Puerto Rico. Por eso. Can you say arroz? Arroz. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Why? Do you need me to say it like arroz? Yeah, no, I thought that's where you were going to go. This is not 163rd Street. I'm in fucking Midtown tonight. Come on, man. No, my husband kills me. He's Puerto Rican. That's how he says it. Ajo, mira, I don't know what that is. Dame el cajo, el cajo, pone el cajo. It's like Jewish. Like, what the hell? I don't no, know. I was, born, I, was, I was born in Atorrey, Puerto Rico. My mom is Bronx Italian. My dad is Puerto Rican. So I grew up as a Spanish speaker and as an English speaker. I grew up with like my mom, who has a wicked, strong, Bronx accent and then wow. my dad if you've ever met my father I don't know if you've met my father like he talks a lot like this <laughs> so it's, it's a really nice combination alright let's get right into it do you want us to call you Julio Ricardo no you can call me Julito oh, okay. just, Ricky. just like the no Ricky no <laughs> Ricky doesn't have me called Ricky ever I like Never. Julito let's go Julito's back Julito's fine things. Julito's fine I go with I go back to I can go with Julito Julito, All right, Julito, you're the founder of Latino Rebels. Please tell our listeners what that is. Um, I founded it in 2011. I don't. I I kind of getting sick and tired of telling the story, but I love telling the story at the same time. It's like a love hate. We want to hear it. So I was watching the Daily Show one night, like, and I was in between jobs. I had no work. Like I was completely unemployed, and I had two kids um, who were 11 and nine. And I'm like, how the hell am I gonna pay for shit? And I'm watching the Daily Show. And I look, and I'm like, oh, my God, Jon Stewart, he's a rebel. But there's no fucking Latinos on the show. And even, like, Al Madrigal, Al had already, he was, he was there, he wasn't there. Like, they'd only roll out Al Madrigal for, like, one bit, like, every six months. So I wrote Rebels on a piece of paper, and I put Latino before it. And I was like, and I put it away. I went to sleep. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And I woke up the next day, and I was like, this is actually a cool fucking idea. So I actually reached out to a lot of like my social media friends, like and some of them are in the audience and like seriously. And I was like, hey, I want to like do something different. I want to like I'm kind of sick and tired of being told what to do or, you know, the content that's being brought. It's like it's not reflective of the world that I'm in, like a bilingual, bicultural, like 30 something that. And I just wasn't seeing it, mostly in English. So I said, let's just form it. I, I founded LatinoRebels.com that day. And and uh, seven years later, it's part of Futuro Media. Maria's like, you're part of the family? Like, she, uh. I got acquired. That's like what white people do to wh other white people, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like was there Facebook. a press release? Like, that's huge. Yeah, like, they, we're going to acquire Latino Rebels. <laughs> like, there was a press release. I think we had, like, um, I think that day we had corn chowder. 
You know, we did a lot of things that white people do when they celebrate. That's what they do. Right? Don't they? Like they yeah. have like corn chowder, buttered bread. Prosecco. Prosecco. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I'm very excited. It's turned – what I love about it is that at the time there weren't a lot of sites that were that didn't really give a fuck. And, like, we kind of gave a lot of people permission to be like, it's okay to speak out. And so I'm kind of like – we're kind of OG about it. Like, I, I've – I, like I said, I have a love-hate relationship with it because, like, anything it doesn't, doesn't make any money, right? It's like people are like, oh, you have a great site. And I'm like, do you know how much money I've lost with it? Like, it's, mm. it, But you do it for the love, right? Mm. And so you don't realize how much of an influence it really has on people when you start meeting people that started reading you in high school are now graduating college and said, because of you, I decided to become a journalist or because yes. of you, I decided to start my own podcast or I wanted to critique how – Latinx are portrayed in media. That's You know, so that, like, like we gave people permission to be themselves. Like, you don't have to, and that's one of the things I tell people now. It's like, even with all the shit that's going on, you got to stay, like, real. You got to stay authentic. Don't get caught in it. Do the things you love, right? Speaking what of, you guys are doing. Yeah, well, speaking of authenticity, if you had to define the voice of Latino Rebels, what, what is the voice? <laughs> um, the voice of Latino Rebels really doesn't give a fuck. And I say that with love. Like you can give up, you can not give a fuck and still be a really cool, like loving person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you don't have, and I think one of the things that I learned about it is, you know, and I've come from a place where, you know, I went to Ivy League school. I was like the only Puerto Rican kid. Harvard. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying like. I did my research. <laughs> thank you. But like, you know. You, yeah, very, I mean Harvard. You Boston go, College. Oh no. You go very Harvard. close to privilege. You know, you see like really like, you know, I grew up in Puerto Rico, came to the Bronx, then went to Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I was like, I'm meeting really rich people at 18, and it really can fuck with your head, mm -hmm. right? Because you're like, um, and one of the things that I've learned about the voice of Latino Rebels is that you're good. Like, we're really good at what we do. We're like, we're, we're powerful people. And this notion of being unfiltered and being real and being honest we have to up, like we have to believe in that. We have to internalize that ourselves because it's really hard to be out in this world and be like you're not good enough or you know you can't write, you're not the best journalist, you're biased, you're you know what I mean there's so many things that come your way that um I just feel like we give our voices power. I love what you just said. I know you have a question, but I just have to tell you like I relate to that because sometimes I personally feel like I'm just a hamster on a wheel going, 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 treading, treading, treading fast, fast, and you fast. Hate it. Like, and it gets very exhausting, It's right? exhausting, but yeah. you just hit a chord for me. You struck a chord. It's like we are good at what we do. We're, we're, People are listening to us, and we're, we're altering mindsets and lives. Is it okay to quote Moby? Quote Moby. Yes. Is it okay? I didn't know. Quote Moby. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's like, another thing that people, when they acquire stuff, they, yeah, they quote start quoting quoting Moby. People, they, they <laughs> quote but like, Moby. I, one of my favorite songs, and as much as like people are like, oh my God, you're, you're Puerto Rican. Why do you love this song? And it's like, we are all made of stars. Like Moby, and I was like, I totally, if you guys want to use a clip from that, if you get permission for yeah, the well, podcast, because you know, it's like, we, you know, it's like we all made a star. It's like that's what it is. That's not allowed. Get sued by by Moby. Moby. For you. Dude, but at least can I tell you, if you get sued by Moby, then maybe you can yeah. like we'll take still be the in show the news. The yeah. yeah, I like. That. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so use the Moby's getting sued I by Moby. I would totally do that. Yes, yeah. we don't have money anyway, so might as well like play with it. I love it. So, Julito, um, I remember when you guys first started. How 
you were out there calling people out. Like, you started the momentum. And then there were other platforms that would take it, yeah. not give you credit. But yeah, you guys did a lot. You guys, like, on social media, like, if something happened, if it was an individual had a small voice, you guys amplified it. Yeah. And you guys really you just created this shift. But then in the same time, when it became big enough, then the credit was taken. Can you explain to me how that was? Because <laughs> I know you were... All right, first of all, I, I couldn't do it without a lot of people who we all kind of felt that way. Like, one of the things that we did at the time, people were like, well, how did Latino Rebels get this voice? Like, we literally had a private Facebook group, and literally we would be like, did you read this shit? Like, what this person <laughs> did? And the thing is, what people don't realize, like, we were all in different geographical locations, so it wasn't just, like... A Puerto Rican view from New York. It was like, you know, Christian Enriquez, who's Salvadoreño from like Phoenix. We had Tony Diaz from like Houston, Charlie, um, you know, and, you know, Omar, like, there's so many people like, like Sharice, like West Coast. We had West Coast, East Coast, Southwest. And we were kind of living, we were kind of like experiencing what it is to be Latino and being like, hey, you know what? We got more in common and we got to band together like a Justice League because like it's coming our way. Right. And like you look now and you're like, yeah, mm -hmm. like you, you want to you don't want to be like predictive about it. But but at the same time, what it was is like we were out there. We kind of took that first step and there was a little bit of like, holy fuck, who the fuck are these guys? Like, what the fuck? And what was interesting was I saw a lot of imitation like and I had to kind of get it over myself. Like I had to kind of come to terms and be like imitations a form of flattery, which is bullshit. Like you say that to yourself. But the reality is it's like, you guys are fucking stealing ideas. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. Like, that's what happened. And we knew it, right? And I'm not going to mention names, but you guys You can, could if you wanted to. I could, but you, you know sneeze what? Sneeze it. Sneeze it and like- <laughs> Or rhymes with- I'm not, I'm not because- We'll, we'll I, edit I, it out. No, but, but I think if you look at the Latino media space and you look at the money that was put in the last five years, there's been a lot of failures. Yes. And you know why there has been? And I have no problem saying it now. Tell us. Because it was- bullshit content it's mediocrity it's crap right and guess what we and i right hand like right hand of god like and I, there's people in this room who are watching this who knew how we were thinking we were like we're never going to be crap we're never going to be mediocre huh. we're we're fucking amazing like we're better than anyone else in this room that's not being cocky that's being like this is Factual. my squad like, mm -hmm. I got my number one draft picks. What do you got? And there was an imitation. And there was, I mean, personally, for me, I'm sorry. Like, it does bother you, right? Because you're kind of like, because you know how we were. We gave credit to every, like, mm -hmm. we would be like, yo, that's some good shit, Bago. Like, we're going to amplify that. Or that's really good. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, you guys are so talented. So we're trying to uplift people. And at the same time, you see, like, oh, Latino media space is really important. And we're just sitting there, like, holding the bag. And then, but then there was a part of me, like around 2014, 15, going, this is all mediocre. Like, it's going to come back. Mm. And it, it was one of those lessons where I was like, and I was just starting to work with Maria. And she told me, like, when I interviewed with Maria in, like, 2014, she, I, she's, I'm like, um, what do I do with Rebels? Maybe I get rid of it. She's like, if you get rid of it, dude, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, why would I hire you? So I was like, okay, I won't, I won't get rid of it. Just give me a job, Maria. Like, that's it. That's the condition. Yeah, I'm not getting rid of Latino rebels. But, but my point being is that I do believe that the OGs, the people like you guys, I mean, you, Bago and I have talked about this all the time. It's like, I don't sit here and be like, oh, I got to be freaking popular. 
I love doing this shit. And I have really good friends. I have, like, family. I get jazzed up when, like, a new writer comes and says, like, I want to write for you guys. And I'm like, damn, you're really good. And you're, like, 20. When I was 20, I was not writing like you. Mm. I was barely alive. I was mostly like high as a fucking kite. <laughs> well, let's talk about let's talk about the past that led up to the present. <laughs> it's my Brett Kavanaugh. The next five minutes are my Brett Kavanaugh moment. We <laughs> like cerveza. We like cerveza, and we drink a lot of cerveza. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I went to school with too many Brett Kavanaughs, and like everything about them is like. You're bullshitting. Like, this is guy. I can name like 10 guys I went to school with like this. But continue. Talk about the past. Right? All right, Brett, check it out. So I want to know, like. Brett Ricardo, please. Yeah. Um, do you have your planners from the 90s? You have your calendars that you can just let us know where you were. And uh, no, no. Listen, the trajectory of your life, I think, starting out of school, out of Harvard, yeah. to the point that you are now. There was this very upward climb working at Al Jazeera. Yeah. Like, give us a snapshot of what that trajectory looked like and how it led you to this point. It's interesting because it was a trajectory. And one of the things that I tell people is like, just because you go to a, a top, it's a very good question, but thank like, you. I, I like that. I do my research. <laughs> um, one of the things about going to an institution like that, it's not, it's not gonna, it's not made for you. Like, it's like success is not going to come just because you got into, like, Harvard. Word. Right? And and guess what? There's a lot of dicks at Harvard. just mm. in, And they don't care. And that was one of those things where you're like, there's people that just got where they got to because of their situation. And then there's, like, working, mm. class, working class kids from the Bronx, like me, like because that's what it was in the 80s, who were like, oh, my God, I'm going to drown in this place. And there's a lot of people like that, right? So I didn't really kill it at with a Harvard degree. And I went through, you know, I've, I've been in different careers, too. It's like, you look, I, I did not start as a journalist. I was in educational publishing. The thing imploded in the recession. I lost, like, five jobs. Damn. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? And the only thing that Harvard really gave me was a Harvard email address. So I got an early invitation to Facebook. So, oh, nice. like, that was wow. my – and then I was like, damn, like, this is really interesting – so I got, I just got into social and digital media like in 2004, 2005, and it was like an MBA, right? And you got to play, and it wasn't what it is now. There's not a lot, it was like real. So I come from that school where it's like, I always think that social is like being real, being honest, being yourself, and try to eliminate the noise, like get out of all that. So I kind of haven't felt success. Hmm. It took me a while. And so I try to tell people, it's like, it's really, you just don't know. Like, the recession killed a lot. Like, it, it killed a lot of dreams. Like, there's a lot. I mean, I don't think we're honest with ourselves as well when we think of, like, what life was 10 years ago. Like, whether you had kids or not, were you coming out of school? Like, I had, I mean, I had two kids under 10. I, I, I was living in suburban Boston. I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I did the right thing, right? Like, married, blah, blah, blah. this is all, this is what you're supposed to do all comes crashing down like what do you do what, right. what do you do and it's tough it's not like it is tough and like you have a time where you're like damn, there were times where you're like it was dark there was some dark shit and we don't do a good job telling ourselves that like when we deal with adversity it's okay to admit that like 
we've failed at certain things. And I'm not sitting here going, like, I've failed in a lot of things, but I've come to terms with it. Bagel fails at jokes all the time. Oh, Jesus, seriously. And he, want to tell us how you deal with that? Well, I'm focused on Julito. (laughs) But I guess you're focused on me, which is fine. Great journalism. (laughs) Got it! I, I want to just jump in very quickly and we can come back to that. Yeah. Being that you were involved in the digital space, did you ever see any red flags where they get to the point we're at right now? Yes. Yes. All the time. It was like danger, Will Robinson. And here's the thing. It's like Facebook messed up, Twitter messed up. Like we would, I mean, I would be like Twitter before everyone showed up on Twitter was like the coolest place in the world. Hmm. Like people were like, hey, I need help. With, like, cooking, and people be like, hey, I got, like, seven recipes for you. Nice to meet you. And you're like, oh, my God, you're so nice. I'm like, you're so nice, too. Like, that's what Twitter was. Like, people forget. And then now, it's like, oh, my God. It's like It's like evil. It's like a... And I don't give a shit anymore. Like, I'm like, you want to... Like, people are like, oh, Latino rebels, you hate white people. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like... Can we not talk like white supremacy? Yeah, like I hate white supremacy. Oh my god! Like oh my god! Like sorry, it's like you guys are biased communists, like like leftists, and then they're like, and then you're like rightist authoritarian <laughs> dictators, and I'm like, you guys, can you just make up your fucking minds? And they're like, do you have any recipes you can recommend? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'd rather give recipes, but like, but yeah, the problem now is that. We don't do a good enough job ourselves to 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 filter out the bullshit, right? So I think that people that are on social and digital are actually really smart, right? And I come from the world that's like criticize everything, like be critical of everything because you're, you're getting constantly inundated with information and it's really overwhelming and you have to like be really on top of it. But people are just like, they're just lazy. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's crazy, man. It, it makes me sad, but at the same time, whatevs. And then the moms took over. Now the moms took over Facebook, and it's all gone to shit. Honestly, it's too much. Too many moms. <laughs> too many moms on Facebook. Too many moms. Too many yeah. moms, 65 plus. It's like ruining the experience for me. Really, seriously. How many pray to Jesus memes am I going to look at every day? That's, yeah. I, those actually get me through the, some tough days. Yeah. Do yeah. they? Yeah. When those dark moments that uh, Julito <laughs> yeah. was telling us. Yeah, Jesus. Those, uh, Jesus, man, Jesus helps out. <laughs> My mom posted a video yesterday about how a kid gave his whole school horse laxative. Did you see this video? Okay, time out. No, I swear on my life. No, no, time she out. Posted that this. was season two of uh, of American Vandal. Mm. That oh, was that a wasn't clip. real? That was not real, Rachel. My mom that was, convinced that was me Netflix. that it was real. My, if my mom posted, I think it's the truth. I mean, I, I go by what you, my mom. Are you okay there? That was disgusting. All right. Oh, all right. That so back to your dark show? moment in yeah, your life. Back to my dark moment after the horse laxative. Everybody was shitting all over the hallway. Yeah. Trans- how do you transition off a horse laxative yeah, I- scene? Let's make this happen. I was wondering. I was wondering how a right, kid how do we do got this? horse laxative. How do we do this? Probably like an NPR, like a quick sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've we flushed out the horse. Okay, here we go. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a transition to this question. I don't have a segue from horse laxative. Um, but I will say you're the shit now because you're on In the Thick with yeah. Maria Hinojosa. I pinch myself every day. 
Let's talk about this. So yeah. first of all, everybody should know who's listening now what In the Thick is and who Maria Hinojosa is. But tell us a little bit about In the Thick and, and that voice and what the content so of it is. So Maria Hinojosa is pioneer, Latina journalist. I put her on the same level as Jorge Ramos. She's like, like she is, you know, she's my queen. Like mm. as, as the kids say. Yes, queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like just you don't even I'm not even going to like she's a pioneer rock star. And I get to do a podcast with her like like twice a week and it all started I, I'm, did she tell you the story as to how we did in the thick am I repeating I content so. no. okay I'm just no. making sure no no, um, no no tell us this so she was on meet the press like seven or eight times around 2014 15 right before Trump made an announcement the famous you know Mexican rapist and all that around that time and she was making this and her dad who um who's passed away since um was a big Meet the Press guy. And so it was like a big flipping deal for Maria to be on Meet the Press. And she was on like seven times. And all of a sudden they stopped like calling her. Like right at the, right when the election, like the campaign started happening, like November 2015. And she was like, what the hell? So we decided at Futuro Media to be like, we're just going to create our own shit. Mm. And we just, we literally decided, I swear to God, first editorial meeting is like, we're not inviting any white people. And you and, and you're like, we're gonna consciously invite smart people of color who are on our Rolodex, who want to talk about politics, who don't get on Meet the Press, who don't have the opportunity to like, you know, if, if you're like a black commentator, you're not talking about the only thing you talk about are all black issues, and you represent like you're the only person. Like, and here's our panel with three white people. And our then everyone that's representing, you know, the one guy that represents the entire black experience for the last six hundred years. Please don't let it be Kanye. Right, (laughs) Kanye. Um, There's seven hundred. You know, it was like the Latino. It's like, and we all are always that only person in the room. So we decided, screw it. We're just gonna put ourselves in the room, and it's been really successful. We got nominated for two Webby Awards, which are which which, to be honest, it's like it's like the Internet Oscars. Yep. Um, we do. I love it. I mean, it's like a political podcast from a POC perspective. Maria and I were like brother and sister. Like, I love her to death. She's amazing. We laugh. We cry. We we do it all the time. Like, it's just so much fun, right? And we do live shows. We did a great show in New York City. We were in Chicago. We were in Boston. We're going to Mexico City. Yes. Arriba la raza! Yeah, okay. We're, we're, doing two, we're doing two live <laughs> recordings in Mexico City next week of the – October 24th we're actually doing and we're also doing a Spanish language podcast and we're gonna fuck around with all our listeners because we're gonna put the Spanish language podcast in the English podcast feed because that's who we roll and we're we're not here to be like oh if we do something Spanish it needs to go into like the Spanish corner it's uh-uh. like no it's like you don't have to listen to it but that's who we want it's like if Mariana Jose and Julio Galo were not doing a Spanish language podcast in Mexico City like and Maria of all people like people would be like Oye, pero ¿qué pasa, Maria? Like, she would be getting slammed. So, like, we're going to do a podcast in Spanish, like, like, on October 24th as well. Do you feel that some, some, especially in the environment it is right now, is it therapy sometimes when you finish one of your, one of your episodes? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like, um, yeah, like, we went through, when we did the Kavanaugh shows and we did Me Too, I mean, uh, Maria opened up about her own sexual assault. And it was a safe, and, and, you know, and I'm a co-host with her, and it's a safe space. Like my job at that moment is to be like, "This is you, right? I gotta, I gotta prop you up. I gotta make sure that you feel safe." And um, but we do. We did a great show with Jose Antonio Vargas 
it out at Subculture down in, in Lower Manhattan. And it was we had about 150 people, and it was a performance because that's what it is, right? It's like, like doing that alive. It's like you're on stage. So I, you know, I, I'm an improviser. I've done mm. improv like since I was 18. And it's mm. like this is a form of improv, right? Wait, mm-hmm. can we discuss that? So tell us about your improv experience. Like, did you go to a school of comedy? No. Like, what? Did no, you... I just, I just, I just always wanted to do it, and I was always. I mean, I who doesn't listen to Eddie Murphy in the 80s, right? right? Like you were like when you hear Delirious, you're like, holy shit, this, this just changed me, right? Huh. When you listen to Eddie Murphy, and you're like, and then you get in. And I did improv Boston for four or five years, and I was like the only Puerto Rican. <laughs> like and you're like, so I don't, like, like it would be like, you know, it was awesome because you'd get to do shit that no one else could do. It'd be like, I think I played Simon Bolivar once <laughs> in like 1995, <laughs> and people like, and you know what's funny about it? It's like. You could just tell there was like two or three people in the audience who were Latino, who were like, "Oh, I see what you did there." <laughs> like they're like looking at you, like, "Yeah, I got you." Like they're they're the only three people laughing. Everyone else is like, "What is he doing? What what is he talking about? What what is this? I do not understand." But then you have like three other people like, "Oh, dude." So like, it's always been part. Like I always think like what we do is improvisation, right? Even though you can prep all you want. But it's being in the moment, saying yes, listening. being loving, listening, yeah. responsive, because the greatest moments that you get in a live recording come out of that. And like I, I find those moments to be like, they're just like little gifts, and you just want to give your listeners all these little gifts all the time. And be like, here's a little gift. Like here's some gold, and I love that shit. What do you uh, st- stick into the comedy uh, in the Latino space in comedy? Yeah, because obviously you're you're a big fan, but you're also uh, observing it. Do you feel that Latino comedians are t- or uh, like content creators are taking enough of responsibility to push some of the, the, the agenda, some of the truths out there, or are there are in majority being too lazy? You're leading me. You're, is that a leading question, <laughs> yes. counselor? Objection. Yes. No, here's the point. No, but overall, here's one of the things that people don't. Here's what people when we founded Latino Rebels, I always tell people it's like, what was the first word we used? We're a humor site that focuses on Latino. So I always, Latino Rebels has always been about parody, satire, um, good cop. So comedy is part of what we do, and I think you get a lot of honesty in comedy. I do believe that, yes, like I love to push the envelopes, right? And I think where we are now is kind of safe right now. It's like, it's still, it's still, like I said, it's like, you know, we, we did... I remember the first year, like, we were like, fuck Canada. Like, have Canada build a wall. Fucking Canadians. And, like, I remember I drove, I did this video. I don't know why I did it, but I was in Canada. The guy, like, looks at my license at some convenience store, and he's like, you from Mexico, eh? And I'm like, whoa. And, like, it was like, I did it, and it was like, I'm just talking to a convenience store clerk who says that, you know, we're all Mexican. And you're like, those little things, and you're like, we're not doing enough of that, right? <laughs> so, like all this stuff now, you see, you're like, it's kind of simple. And but I, but can I say one thing? I'm so tired of like chancla humor and all that shit. Amen. Like, oh, man. Amen. And it's like it's like seven different ways that your abuela can cook tostones for her <laughs> and shove them up your ass. <laughs> like ten more ways you can make arroz con habichuelas. <laughs> And put them in flying chanclas, and you're like, can you just stop, people? It's a good one, right? Though. But this hey, is that was of- a good one. I, I did say <laughs> this is the type of stuff that like is continuously like every day. It's kind of just like uh, 
you know, factory kind of coming out like all right you know it makes people feel kind of safe you know like uh i re- relatable everybody says oh you got to be relatable and but i feel like now it's just kind of the gen it's become I don't generic watch yeah i don't watch that shit anymore I, I stopped watching those things like five years ago yeah. like i'm i'm like stop but the views are always like who gives a three shit million about, who like, here's my thing if we're if we're doing this about views and clicks yeah. we're doing it all wrong mm-hmm. okay and i will go against anyone i do not give a shit anymore yeah because here's the thing the, what I say about this now, it's really about voice, authenticity, being honest to yourself, being honest to the community, uplifting them, saying, you know, there's there's so much talent out there that doesn't get the opportunity, and screw it. We're going to help you, right? And so I don't – views and clicks, and that, it's all BS because here's the thing. It's like, you're, it's like a circle jerk. Mm. Okay. That will get a lot of views. Yeah. It probably would. But. Yeah, I agree. I've participated in one, and <laughs> you get a lot of views. Yeah, and that's exactly what it feels. And you know what I'm and, saying? And clicks too. Yeah, it clicks. But you know what I'm saying? It's like you're not you're not using your power. Like I always quote Spider Man, like Spider Man's uncle: "With great power comes great responsibility." And if we're just going out for the the cheap dollar, then we're just like we're just prostituting ourselves. I'm sorry. Like, and we're not we're not building the right voices. The right, we're not, we're not like, we're just not doing it. Like, and, and we have to be like, there is talent out there that's been doing this for years. And guess what? People are starting to listen. And, and that's the one thing. It's like, I'm saying things about Latino Rebels now that I've said seven years ago that people were like, you're just a freaking blog. Now I'm like, what are we now? It's like, we're the future. We've always been the future. We're, we're reality. We're in, we're, we are so close to the community. Like, you cannot ignore us. And that's what's changing. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. I'm all these snapping fingers. For real. We we just have a few more minutes left, but like, tell us about home life. How many kids do you have? I have uh, two teenagers. Wow. First uh, first year, my oldest is kicking butt at George Washington University. Amazing. Yeah, she's having a great time. Incredibly talented. She sings. She's she's the lead in a Stephen Sondheim "Merrily We Roll Along" hey. as a as a first year. Um, and then my son who's 16, is complete, like, talented soccer player, a jock, like, score. He's had, like, 12 goals in 12 games. He's, like, totally, like, <laughs> everything that I wasn't. <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, it's totally. And so, you know, we live we live a, a normal Boston suburban life. I'm married to a Boston Irish woman, third generation. Like, there's a lot of loud opinions in the house. Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, Irish and Puerto Ricans. There, it's a good mix. Like it's a good mix. Add a little Italian in there. It's there's a lot of. Uh, it's a fun Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's never a dull moment. <laughs> Why wouldn't it? It's like, like you, you can't have a moment of silence. Like that's the problem where you're like trying to be like. I'm gonna talk now. Like you can never. Like you can't do meditation in my house. It just can't happen. Are there debates? Do you guys see eye to eye for the most part? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we see eye to eye. I mean, how can you not? I'm like, how could I be a guy that'd be like, oh, Brett Kavanaugh? Yeah, he was, yeah, let's defend him. I'm like, come on, <laughs> like seriously, like, like you can't look at it through a partisan lens. You got to start looking at it like, like that type of behavior, especially if you grew up in the '80s as a teenager. Are you kidding me? Like, am I shocked? Like seriously, that happened. So you can bullshit your way through anything, but it's not true. So uh, we have to be real about that. 
And yeah, so you know, you do your best, right? That's life. That's life. And that's Julio Ricardo Varela. Thank you. Thank you so much no, for coming yeah, on the Latinos really Alone podcast. Really that was yeah. great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's do some que lo que. What's happening? What's going on? Yeah. How can people before find every, you? Yeah. Before every shout out, you gotta say que lo que. I gotta tell you where I'm hanging these days, right? Everything. That's, we wanna know so, your whereabouts. My whereabouts. So where can you find me? First of all, on Twitter, Julito77. I am very accessible. Like I actually love engaging people. Like Twitter is like old school for me and I love it. Uh, LatinoRebels.com, we're Latino Rebels on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Find us there. In the thick.org, as they say, org. Um, also at In the Thick Show. Uh, give Maria Hinojosa a follow at Maria underscore Hinojosa because mm-hmm. I roll with her. And um, and if you, you know, and then Futuro Media, FuturoMediaGroup.org. LatinoUSA.org, I got to shout out my amazing, talented group of colleagues that do the longest-running Latino public media show in the history of the United States on NPR. They do amazing, amazing. work. Amazing. Um, and I'm just a lucky guy to work with a lot of those people up in Harlem. That's and amazing. also, you can just visit us in Harlem on 125th Street and St. Nicholas. How's that? Can, I have a question. How can we do have some listeners in Mexico, maybe Mexico City? Oh yeah. How can they get information about that show? Um, it's really easy. Just go to In the Thick. Um, any of the In the Thick social networks. You can go to my Instagram, Julito seventy seven. The link for the Eventbrite's there. You go to Maria's. We're tweeting it out all the time. It's it's gonna be a pretty. It, the show's gonna be amazing. I can't believe we're doing it. Good luck. Have fun. Thank you. Que lo que. Hi. <laughs> All right, so my que lo que is uh, Corriente Latina. They have some interviews from the, the New York Comic Con, so go check it out on CorrienteLatina.com. And for Uptown Collective, they're announcing another new restaurant in, in Harlem. It's called Ruby's, uh, Ruby's Vintage Harlem. Uh, go check that out. And uh, for me, I would like to talk about uh, my experience a little bit in, in, um, in L.A. Um, I met some great people. By the way, Steph was there from Puro Pinche. She wants to start doing some interviews over there in San Antonio. Stephanie Guerra, we love you, girl! And I got the opportunity to be interviewed on a podcast for the um, NHMC, which is the National Hispanic Media Coalition, uh, the Millennials Meet World with Cruz Castillo. So that episode is going to be coming out in the near future. And shout-outs to Danny Hastings for the official Latino short film um, in Coachella. It was amazing. And full circle, Rachel, the winner of the short film, was Michelle Martinez. And when I spoke to her, she knew about the podcast because she saw you moderate the Dominican Film Festival, the women panel, that you were like pretty much nine months and six weeks uh, (laughs) pregnant. And she said you did such an amazing job that she inquired for the podcast and she's been listening to the podcast. So that was pretty much full circle. Amazing. You're welcome. (laughs) And... um, 
there is actually a another film festival that's happening. I met the person that runs the film festival on October 27th and the 28th. It's going to be the Panafest, which is going to be um, celebrating the Panamanian roots, and they're going to be having film festival uh, for those two days. So check it out. Where? It's going to be in uh, Los Angeles, actually. Dope. It's going to be the Panamanian International Film Festival. Um, it's co-produced with the Los Cortes Inc. and the New Filmmakers L.A., um, and I will put the information uh, in the description, and you can check it out. And so the people that listen to us from L.A. can go check it out. Dope. And those are my Nice. Awesome. I'll go next. Uh, what's up to our peeps at Yero.com? That's W-L-E-R-O.com, the lifestyle and news platform for Latino men. With the new NBA season starting, they're showcasing Nike's newest Air Force Ones to honor the ballers and everyday folks that made Air Force Ones iconic. Go to Yero.com to see all the styles that you'll be thirsting for. We have to give a big shout-out to our friend Homie Diaz out in L.A., Hi. representing K-Swiss. Yeah. We're all rocking our Dreamers <laughs> sneakers right now. Thank you. Um, to participate in Hispanic Heritage Month, K-Swiss created a limited edition pack of sneakers honoring the Dreamers comprised of a duo of K-Swiss icons. The Dreamer Pack shines a light on the continued need for a permanent solution for the 800,000 Dreamers out there. They're available on KSwiss.com and guess what, guys? 50% of K-Swiss's proceeds from sales of the Dreamer Classic VN and the Dreamers ST529 will be donated to fund renewal fees for DACA recipients. Nice. Yes. Wow. So That's please so visit kswiss.com slash pages slash dreamers for more information. We're going to rock our dreamers on our Instagram pages using the hashtag we are all dreamers. So stay tuned for that. I'm wearing my nightmare sneakers because <laughs> I didn't get a, I didn't get a dreamers. So I have some really old looking nasty ass sneakers right now. Yeah, they don't look like anything that I would dream about. Um, so uh, I have a show coming up and here we go. The females are back at it, people. Around the world, girls. On November 17th, we will be at the Triad Theater, which is where Room 28 just performed. Oh, snaps. For another installment of the comedy derailed hilarious variety show, I have an amazing lineup for you guys. Oh, we'll man. talk about it in a subsequent podcast, but just know tickets are on sale at hilarious.eventbrite.com. Nice. That is hilarious, H-E-R-larious.eventbrite.com. You can follow me at Rachel Aloca for more information. Thank you. Next. Jamie. Yeah, just go to Jay Ferns on Instagram. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get sneakers, so I can't even say it. I don't have anything to say. I'm not a dreamer. <laughs> Somebody sounds like they're a hater. No. I'm going to have to have a homie. They, a homie didn't have size 8 for men, so we uh, couldn't supply the you know, sneakers I'll... for you. You can borrow mine. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to thank everybody who came out to the Room 28 show and supported us from near and afar because we do have supporters out there that aren't in New York that really encourage us to do what we love and what we do. Um, thank you to everybody who's hired us again for Hispanic Heritage Month. We do bar mitzvahs, okay? We do sweet 16s. We do quinceañeras, divorce parties, right, Champagne Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> we do it divorce all. Divorce parties! <laughs> We do it all, so holler at us. And the podcast is also mobile. We could take the podcast, and we may just do it from the privacy of your own living room. Ooh. Stay tuned. we got some big things happening in 2019. Um, and thanks to all the listeners out there. The reviews are just tear jerkers. Honestly, like, I just, I sit there and I read them, and I'm like, oh, my God, they love us. They you really, call me, and you read them out loud, they and it really, makes me cry. Can we read some out loud next episode? Yes. 
Can we read some out loud? Yeah, we can. Okay, we'll Wait, do that. What are uh, the ones that I fake or like the real ones? The Shut ones, up, you yeah, don't the fake ones that them. specifically. You don't Yo, fake I really, them. I'm really glad Juan got his due as a short film actor, and <laughs> it's really inspired me. I was wondering. There was one that was like Juan Bago was the funniest guy I ever met. And I was like, I never read minute. that one. Show Wait me a that minute, one. that's not. I never. That's saw not that. even accurate. <laughs> Far from it. Listeners, if you disagree, hit us up on social media and tell Rachel that you don't agree with that comment. Well, let's see. Maybe we we'll should do, do fake fan mail. Fake fan mail. Does that like? <laughs> Mira, Bye. look, I'm uh, Mike got a, Juan Bago got a secret family and he's not telling anybody. <laughs> I love the show though, four stars, but he needs to call us. He needs to call us back. I knew I was his son because I had a beard at age five, and so please tell him to send some child support. I need to go to the barbershop. As a Latina that listens to the podcast, seeing Boca with a goatee empowers me. It empowers me. I don't feel like the only one. Yo, shout out to all the women out there with facial hair, okay? Shout out. That's what tweezers are made for, for okay? And on that note, we out. Oye, mijo, que show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda vaina. Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.